Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. Awesome. So good to have uh, you all here this morning. A uh, special welcome to those who are new visiting. I love that nuggety goodness reference. Um, back in the youth days, when I was leading youth, we used to have a, we'd every, I don't know, once a term, we'd do a nuggety goodness night. Yeah, back in the 80s. Not funny. So rude. So rude. What do I have to put up with on my staff? Anyway, um, let's move on. I want to introduce to you, for those who don't know, just on the big screen here, what we did, you know, what some of us did uh, yesterday over the road at our new kids space. Um, so we are all about developing an environment over there for our, specifically for our sort of six to 11 year olds, um, creating, we've got a really awesome space over there. It's about the size of this um, main auditorium here. We're going to put a uh, a field in it with AstroTurf and mark it out. It's going to have a stage and it's all about um, getting it ready for early November when we're going to um, change our setup here with our kids' ministry. Oh, there it is. So this was uh, yesterday over there, painting, sanding, just doing some good stuff. And then there were other people on the next slide. They are building a climbing wall. Uh, so isn't that awesome? So give those people a hand who were involved with that yesterday. Massive thanks. I think that's Campbell down the bottom. He was the, I was going to say he was the brains of that organisation, but that really dishonours those other two really important individuals holding up the, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's move on, but thanks to you guys. And we are excited for our our children's ministry. And if you want to get involved with helping us out on a few Saturdays, if you have a trade or something like that, that you could just apply to that context. Sign up at the info desk after the service. That'd be awesome. We'd greatly appreciate uh, that. It's so good. Hey, I want to speak to you this morning about the generosity of the Father's heart about how incredibly good, and you've probably heard this if you've been a part of Thrive now for the last couple of months, you would have heard us talk about how ridiculously, extravagantly, generously amazing He is. And then He calls us as people to actually to reflect His nature. He, he says right back in the book of Genesis, in the first chapter, that you are created in my image. I, I, I need people on this planet who would represent who I am to the world around them. And it's really interesting in the context of Genesis, there's just the Garden of Eden, but then the whole rest of the world, actually the commission to Adam and Eve is to go, is to 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 subdue the world around them, to go, to fill the earth, to make a difference, to, to all those things that aren't complete, to bring completion, to all those, you know, to, to go out, and do something amazing. And isn't it incredible that God created a world that was incomplete and said to people, actually, you complete it. (laughs) You finish the job. You do something about it. You ambassador, you person who are created in my image. And you know, some things just went a little bit haywire along the way uh, with the whole humanity story. (laughs) You know, with free will and all that, we chose some bad paths. But I want to tell you that God is incredibly good. It's not his fault that the world is broken. You know, that the world is messed up. That's not his fault. But he is all about empowering humanity, empowering our lives. 
to reveal once again His image to the world around us. Having said that, let's turn to the book of Leviticus. This is an exciting book. If you're into reading the laws of the Old Testament, this is your cup of tea right here. Has anyone read Leviticus this month? Rowanna has. Woo! Come on. I have two. There are two Christians in the room, Rowanna. Although I only read this one chapter, sorry. <laughs> you read the whole book. Ah, oh, woo! Come on. Yeah. You lost me. In, I mean, I've tried to read the Bible back to front, and I actually, I've never done that. I'm just going to confess that right now as a part of it. So, yeah, fr- front to back. That's, yeah. And I would always say, you lost me in Leviticus. And so I got lost there a few times. But anyway, Leviticus chapter 23, it's an interesting chapter. Uh, in this chapter, God is saying, He's assigning the year to the Jew- Jewish nation. He's saying, hey, I want you to bring some celebration and some festivals and some sacred moments where you can like celebrate what I've done for you, when you can remember you know, how good I've been in your world. And you can, you can spend time eating you can spend time celebrating. You can spend time together around these moments. And there's seven of these feasts, appointed festivals, it says here in, uh, in, in Leviticus chapter 23, that they were the feasts of the Lord. They were sacred assemblies. And, and so there's the Lord's Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of the First Fruits of Barley, the Feast of the First Fruits of Wheat, the, the Feast of Trumpets. And that is ice cream Sunday right there for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, There's the Day of Atonement, (laughs) the Lord's Return, groan. Um, The Feast of Tabernacles. So these were kind of like the, you know, had to be seen at by God uh, events of the year for the Jewish nation. And they were celebrations and a a time where everyone came together. And it was, you know, they were kind of sacred religious moments. It was the church calendar and, and and it was where all the where people used to take the produce of their land and they would, you know, they would get the combine harvester out and harvest that wheat. They would get their animals together and their animals would be like, where are we going? And they'd be like, you, yeah, you see, come over. <laughs> Except for all the pigs, they were like, see ya. <laughs> Never. Uh, and, <laughs> and then there's this one verse that's, that's kind of snuggled right into the middle of this chapter, and it's really it's it's strategically placed, I believe, by the Holy Spirit. And it's it says this in verse twenty-two. It says, "When you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field, or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Leave them for the poor and for the foreigner residing among you. I am the Lord your God." See, there's this verse that's just calling out from amidst the church calendar and all the things of, of, that are important in regards to honouring relationship and community and the covenant relationship they had. But there's this verse there that's saying, hey, make room for the foreigner. Make room for the one who doesn't understand your culture. Make room for those who have less than you. Make room, look out for, leave something, do something practical practical with the way that you steward your harvest. Don't take it all. 
Don't take it all. There's got to be something left over. And it's not about giving the community the leftovers. It's actually about showing the community that we practically care that this community, that the Jewish nation would actually reveal the image of God through them, that He is a God of love. And that looks like something, that looks like provision in the context of something really practical. And I, I just really, I love that because I love church and I love we love our gatherings together and we love our life groups and all those worship team and we put a lot of effort in, um, in, into making, you know, Sunday's a day of celebration and, and that's good, but let's not take the eyes off the target that God has given us outside the box of these four walls and that is our community, that is our neighbours, that is our friends and family and that is, that is those who God is just absolutely madly in love with. He so loves this community. He so loves Canterbury. He so loves your high school and your friends and the ones that are your enemies. And, you know, he, he just loves everyone and it's all unconditional. It's totally unconditional. His love has got no strings attached. He just, I just love you because I created you. You're in my image. And, just, and he's calling the church to rise. He's calling the church to rise in the, mid, in, the, in, in the middle of a busy calendar and a busy year and all the stuff that goes on. He's going, come rise, look beyond. Look beyond. Look beyond. Create a bridge, build a bridge into their world. Make sure they have something to eat. Make sure there is room for their well-being. And today we're, we're talking about our Big Give offering uh, this morning. We're just going to spend some time just looking at a few of the targets that as a church we're leaning in together, to, that we've been blessing over the years, and that we're really believing that God is calling us to partner with amazing agencies that are making a real practical difference in our community. And this week, we're just going to talk a bit about our community. Next week, we're going to look at some of the international focuses that we have. We, we strategically take finances from our general budget, and we are giving weekly support to some missionaries overseas. But our Big Give offering, this is that over and above where we go, hey, let's make sure we really empower these people to do the job well. Let's, let's look at these people and say, how can we partner at another level so that they are resourced well? And so one of those, um, one of those people that we're supporting is actually Michaela Fraser here at 24-7 uh, in our local high school. Michaela, come on up and we're going to just spend a bit of time just getting to know Michaela and her her incredible story and focus, um, which is a large part of, of your world. And like many of you have seen Michaela up here singing, or the, hasn't she got an amazing voice and actually leads us in worship. And she's also an incredible mum as well. She's on our staff here as well during the week. And that's um, partly because you have a focus with the 24-7 high school um, ministry. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what that is? Yeah, um, awesome. so 24-7 is an organisation that is nationwide um, and it is basically a bunch of churches and trusts that have come together with this organisation to send out youth workers into schools all around New Zealand, um, both secular and Christian. Yeah, That's awesome. So yeah, why, why are you involved in 24-7? What got you excited about yeah, stepping into that? Um, 
Yep. Um, so, <laughs> so um, I stepped into being youth leader at youth um, like probably a year ago, um, and I really grew heart with it. And the opportunity um, came up. And basi- basically, when I was a youth, I was a bit of a torag, and um, <laughs> I knew who God was, but I struggled. Um, and yeah, I, I dealt with a lot of anxiety and depression. And I basically I wanted to be the person um, that I needed um, and yeah. for other people. And yeah, and just help some young people do life well. That's yeah. awesome. And you've got a bit of a following. Like you brought a crew back to church here the other day. And you like did a workout with a bunch of young people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I did. did? Yeah. And they <laughs> were like, what? what are we doing at church? <laughs> yeah. We like had a whole like circuit and we all like died. It was awesome. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> In a good way. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, so, yeah, do you want to just tell us a couple of things or something that, you know, has really stuck out to you um, over your time? Um, yeah, so actually, as you say, that um, those girls that came here that um, are part of a group that um, me and another youth worker um, called Tony, we run this group called Inspire. Um, and so they're just... Um, <laughs> sorry. Let me think. Um, so basically, um, there's like this curriculum that another youth worker has actually written yeah. um, and given it to us. Um, and it's like all about um, emotional, um, physical, spiritual um, and mental health. Is that all of them? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, and so basically, um, like these girls have been handpicked by uh, the school. So eight girls get taken out of their regular class um, into a classroom with us so we can teach them about holistic health, the whole um, te, um, te whare tapafa. I always forget how to say it. But, um, yeah, so we actually get to teach them that. And it's not taught, like, in the school, you know, but it's it's actually really cool that they trust us enough to do that. Um, And so those girls, um, I said, should I just tell what I said the last service? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, So we um, have been doing, focusing on different four walls of that whole thing. Um, And so a few weeks ago we were doing the... um, the whole, um, like, sort of how you talk to yourself um, and how what you say to yourself, the more times you say it, the more you believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got them all to um, actually put envelopes all around the classroom and they had to um, go around and write something positive that they had noticed about the person whose name was written on the envelope, um, something encouraging, and they had to do it for themselves as well. And at the end of the um, at the end of the class, we read them all out to them, um, and it was really beautiful. Like that, they had never even realised that people noticed that um, yeah. about them, and some of them didn't even know those things about themselves, you know. Um, yeah. wow. And it was really cool. And they like are kind of like two different friend groups. Like there's four that are from one, and four that are from the other. Um, and they're very, very different. And there was a little bit of conflict, like when we started, it was kind of awkward. Um, and but then over the time, over all of this kind of stuff, they've kind of come together, um, and yeah, and just have like a new respect and like friendship That's with awesome. each other. Yeah, yeah. So walls have come down. You've, yeah. They've built bridges and yes. a sense of community and family. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It's awesome. And when you think about like looking ahead for you, Michaela, what what are you carrying in your heart for Rangiora High School and the youth of our region? Uh, yeah, so sorry, I keep saying yeah, um, but so um, basically, it's changed a lot since I yeah. started. Um, and I said in the last service, like I'm trying to capture God's vision as much as I can, you know, like as well as That's I can. Awesome. Um, and God has showed me like a few things over the time um, that I've been. A youth worker and one of them is he showed me like a picture of like a river of uh, Rangiora High School students mm. coming to church um, and it was like an upside down funnel 
Um, and it was like, and God's like said, like, I am doing something, like, even though wow. you don't see something happening, but it's at my pace. Mm. So like, sort of partner with me, because it like, yes, we're helping young people to do life well, but ultimately we want to see them saved. <laughs> um, and that can be very frustrating when you can't talk about God in a secular school, but like God just kind of reminded me, like, I'm drawing them, like, yeah. you know, I'm just there to be yeah. his hands and feet. Um, and then, like a couple of years ago, um, before I was a youth worker, God actually showed me a picture of young people standing um, and young adults standing together, um, and their hearts were like flickering. Um, and then the closer they came together, they like burned brighter. And then you know there was all these people around them, and they're like translucent, like they weren't really there. They weren't on fire. Um, and then they came closer, and they caught on fire, and it became this like big blaze um and it's wow. you know it's irresistible when you see that yeah. light um and i just was thinking about how like we have some incredible young people in this church and they all Come go on. to run your yeah. high school yeah. and they run a prayer group like that's them they do that and so a, a part of my vision and yeah. part of what i am trying to do as a youth worker is actually just equipping and empowering those yeah. those guys yeah. to to yeah. like go into their school and to shine the light yeah. um and to not be ashamed of yeah. it yeah so good. We so appreciate you, Michaela, the grace of leadership that's on your life and the passion that you have for young people. How about we just put our hands together for Michaela? Yeah, so good. Yeah, so obviously Michaela is someone that we really are excited about uh, supporting over the coming years and just so she's carrying... I mean, she's carrying the gospel of love into Rangiora High School. Um, some of the other agencies that locally we're supporting, uh, like we have Rachel's House that actually was birthed from this church about, I don't know, around 15 years ago. And um, that is all about supporting young mums, um, young single mums, uh, particularly high, high school age and under 20. And so it's been an amazing organization over the years and, and is a valuable cog in that supportive uh, network in, in Rangiora um, and North Canterbury. Some of the other things that we do with our Big Give uh, expression are actually from the launch pad of Thrive itself. So we have community events that we've run and we include like, for example, our Christmas service in this where we're giving invitations out and asking the community to come along and we pack this place out on a uh, on a on the Christmas you know Sunday and it's just such an amazing expression of of God's heart um, coming through our own church and then we have the ministry of kindness as well and like Lisa McKeefrey's kind of she's really leading this one here and that is just it's right even down to some of the practical things of just giving chocolate out on High Street and notes and cards saying you're awesome. We think you're amazing. And just kind of leaving it at that, um, we also are able to fund our pantry ministry, which um, basically we're able to give out. We have been able to give out produce at the moment. We're giving out vouchers and things like that for people that we are, that you are maybe connected with in the community that you know are struggling. And, you know, on that note, if you know of people struggling, that's what the pantry's for. And you're welcome to come and talk to us about those, um, those ones that you can just pay pass on the blessing uh, too. Um, another fun thing that we did over the year, uh, we did the, the, the random act 
of kindness for our police, uh, which was really cool. We had a coffee and donuts day for our police, and we hung out with them for a couple of hours down at the precinct there, and they loved it. We asked them prior, what would you like us to do for you? And they said, coffee and donuts would be awesome. So it was so much fun connecting with these guys. And also, we just really honored and celebrated the great work that they do in our um, community. So that's some of the things that we're able to do with, uh, um, with our Big Give finances locally. Another thing I just want to introduce to you today, which is a new initiative, is Three Waves. And Jared is um, going to be leading this initiative, and it is all about media. It's about getting the gospel of God's love into homes and families, behind doors. And so you're going to just check this uh, video out right now that um, Jared's created, and you're going to love this. Hi, Thrive Church. I just want to take a moment to share with you all about a very exciting new ministry that I'm going to be heading up here at Thrive. It's called Three Waves. Three Waves is a Christian media organization based under a charitable trust with a mission to have the whole world impacted by the love of Christ through the reach of media. As the name suggests, Three Waves has three different themes for its broadcasts. The first wave in our lineup is Discover. These shows are specifically designed to plant seeds, reveal truth, and display the radical love and power of Jesus Christ to those who don't have a relationship with Him yet. The second wave is Freedom. These shows reveal the truth that sets us free, whether that is spiritually, mentally, or emotionally. This wave will bless both Christians and those who don't know Jesus yet. And the third wave, well, that is called adventure. These shows are designed to inspire, empower, and challenge Christians to become active in their faith in Christ, to mobilize the church to love and reach the lost. I'm currently believing for ministry partners in our country and around the world would like to join us in this mission, both spiritually and financially. As we come up to the big give, if you have a passion for this ministry or feel as though God may be prompting you, we would love to hear from you. Now, there's two ways you can give towards this. First, as a one-off gift in the big give. Just make sure that you specify that it's for three ways. And secondly, as an ongoing ministry partner, where you may feel like you want to give a regular monthly amount. But enough about that. How about I show you a sneak peek from the Amazon adventure to wear your appetite for three waves and for the things to come. We're in this world for a really incredible, significant purpose. And our purpose isn't to be comfortable. Like our purpose is to be agents of God's love, taking his love to the ends of the earth. I think Jesus is, you know, I mean, he's, he is the reason that we, are, that we are here. He gave everything so that we could do something. Ultimately, that's who Jesus is. He's the, he's the guy who died for me. In that moment, I knew that these were not my eyes I was looking through, but they were his eyes. And I see all of humanity. I, I don't just see hundreds of millions of people or billions of people. I see all of humanity that would ever live. And then I hear Jesus say, this is what I saw when I was on the cross. I owe him everything. I owe him everything because I should be here. People like me don't get this. 
And so I told him, if you save me, God, I, I will give you my entire life, and I meant it. So there came a moment in time when all of a sudden he burst on the scene and he said, change the way you think about my kingdom. It is out of hand. So the mindset is that the kingdom of God is not just something for another day, but the kingdom of God is also immediate. It's available. It's now. It's okay if you don't think anything's going to happen and you don't feel anything and you don't, you wonder if like if God would use you. It's like, I guess he would use you because he called you to this. Jesus says, peace be on you. As the father send me, I send you. I think the single greatest miracle you can ever see is someone accepting Jesus and moving, you know, from darkness to light. He is someone that believes in me. More than I believe in myself. It's hard to put into words what having a saviour means. It's hard to put into words what, you know, the Bible says he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And I've had so many times where I've just been in life like, oh man, like, God, what have I done? Never a, a, a rebuke, just like, don't you know how much I love you? Like he's just so relentlessly, courageously, lovingly faithful that it's, it's not really something you can put into words. Jesus and, and the Father and the Holy Spirit, they, they have to be experienced. Hey, thanks for watching and for taking the time to hear about this vision. I'm so excited to be a part of it. If you would like to know more about this, feel free to chat with me, or you can even send us an email to admin at threewaves.co.nz. We would love to hear from you. Cheers. Come on. Isn't that amazing? Like, this is the start of something pretty incredible. And Jared and I have been dreaming and talking about this for the last two or three years, I think. Um, and Jared's probably been dreaming about it for longer than I have. But it just there's a, a sense of God's timing on this. This is a now moment for us as a church. And so this is, um, this is bigger than what we realize, I believe. And so it's so, so, so cool. I was, um, recently heard from the CEO of God TV that he said that every generation has a platform for where the war of souls is waged, and this generation is the media platform. And so this is about us positioning ourselves well to wage that war on that front and see that Jesus has his name in light, you know, to see the victory of Christ, the testimonies of his love breaking through onto screens and that revelation of who he is actually hitting people's hearts in the, in the comfort of their own home. <laughs> like, this is so, so exciting for our church family. So on the 20th of October, we're going to be taking up 
our big give offering. And we just want to invite you really just to partner with God's generosity into this community. It's just a time where you can say, God, how, how would you like me to contribute? Do you want me to contribute? How, what are you saying to me? And then just courageously or joyfully just go, okay, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. And so we're going to take up that offering as a real celebration that Sunday for his heart for our community because our God is so, so generous. He is so completely, amazingly in love with this region. And we are here to demonstrate that kind of love. Do you know that heaven has got streets paved with gold? That heaven never runs out of resources. Heaven is full of abundance. You could never ask a prayer that God would say, I don't have that in my inventory to give to you. He is the God of miracles. I love it in Philippians uh, chapter 4. It says that he's the Father who wants to meet all of our needs according to his riches in glory. And I'm saying this because the Father is so generous for every one of us. He lavished his love on us. He didn't just think about you occasionally. He doesn't just think, okay, you are a follower of me now. Go and get by to your best ability. <laughs> he says, hey, no, 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 no. You are a son and a daughter in my house. You represent my family. I, 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 I've got plans for your life that express the image of who I am. The generous, loving Father. <coughs> and I want to read Isaiah 58 to you because I know for myself personally, in the past more so, when anyone starts talking about giving in church, or well, not whenever, but occasionally, I would feel myself shrinking. I would, you know, there would be that self-talk that would be like, I, I don't have enough. I... Someone else, that's someone else's responsibility. <laughs> and so much of that for me came from my limited view of myself. And I believe that God wants every one of us to raise our vision so that we would see ourselves in light of who the Father sees us and how the Father sees us. Because if we are heirs of Christ, if we are sons and daughters of the King of Kings, the one who will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory, then he is calling us to view the world through the lens of generosity, through the lens and the position of abundance. So that when, not, not only so that when, but when we talk about generosity, we don't feel like we're shrinking. We don't feel like we want to step back, but we want to step forward. And this, please hear me, hear my heart. This is not an arm twist moment. Because generosity can look like friendship extended. Generosity can look like a prayer for a neighbor. Generosity can look like so many things. And God wants us to view the world through the lens of generosity. Check this scripture out. And I just... I would just ask you as I read the scripture, just to ask to, to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you through these words. 
It says this, Is not this kind, the kind of fasting I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer and will cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and the malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always and he will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. Isn't that awesome? You'll be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Not just a leaky tap. Your people will rebuild. This is, a, this is can you see the momentum that's coming? Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and raise up the age-old foundations. What a promise. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. I want to remind you today, church, that there is absolutely nothing insignificant about your life. There is nothing small that God thought of about you when He created you. He didn't think, I'll just create you so that you could just have a go and just kind of make a little bit of an impact. He fashioned you in such a way that you would be someone who would reveal and reflect His very image and nature and heart to the deficits, to the brokenness, to the, uh, to the lonely and to the oppressed. He, he is asking and He is calling us church in this hour to see ourselves in the same light that He sees you in. You are a repairer of broken walls. You're not a dripping tap. You're not just a drip even. The Word says that your life will be, that your life in the context of the Father is like a well-watered garden. That it would be like springs that, that just can't stop. Isn't that awesome? This is the Father's generosity. And He wants to heal the disconnect between how we see ourselves and how He sees us. He wants to heal the disconnect because I believe there is a disconnect. I know there was a disconnect in my heart and He is healing that disconnect in my own life. I used to look at my life through the lens of a victim. I remember just for one example when I was, you know, a part-time youth pastor and I was part-time in business and I always used to like be go like, you know, when business was, you know, failing, I'd be like, oh, if only I could be youth pastor full-time and, 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 and then I wouldn't be such a, you know, 
part-time business person and then it was the other way around time sometimes and I always expected some kind of part-time result because I was just part-time and then God just said, hey, you need to stop being a victim. You know, I've called you to this. <laughs> I've caught, do you expect something that I've called you to, to just have a small yield, to just have small results, to just have a small impact? And, and, and he just called me out and he said, stop being a victim. Expect my grace to be sufficient. Expect abundance. Expect the call and the appointment to yield the harvest of his heart. And I believe that's a word for all of us here today. And I want to invite some people here today, perhaps, into a new way of thinking about the challenges and the deficits that are in your world around you. Do you just see lack or do you see an opportunity for God to do something amazing because He's with you and He's the Father and He loves you and He's so just excited about your future and He just can't wait till you, you know, He, he's, he loves you. <laughs> and His love looks like something. His love is an experience. His love is not just words on a page and just lofty thoughts. His love's radical. It's world-changing. And he wants to heal the disconnect. Where you're like, you know that. But when, when we talk about generosity, how do you feel? Do you feel like you can partner with that, with the Father's expression? Or do you feel like you just want to step back? Do you feel shame? Do you come up with reasons? Because that's a disconnect you created in the image of the Father. You're created to have this connection with heaven. And he because he says this, he says, I'm the vine, and you're the branches. We've got the same lifeblood. <laughs> Come and draw from my lifeblood. Come and think and see the world around you the same way that I see the world. Don't be intimidated. Don't be insecure. Don't be afraid. Come and be a part of this generosity of my heart for this world. I just wonder if we could have the band up. I love this scripture from 3 John, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. He is 100% in behind us becoming prosperous ones, but he won't give us what is going to destroy us, but he will give us abundance when we have that capacity to reveal his generosity. He is so ridiculously for you. <laughs> He's so full of joy over your life. I had um, 
this experience just recently, and um, it was another surrender moment. And I just, I want, you know, when you want to give God something more, but you're like, well, I don't know how to give any more because I don't have a reference point. I don't, I can't imagine, I can't figure out what I need to give you, yet I know I need to give you something. I know, I know. And I said, God, what's that first step? What's the, what can I do? And he just said, get on your knees. <laughs> and I got on my knees and I just found myself with the Holy Spirit. And he was just saying, just give that fear of performance to me. Of, of when you get a microphone on a Sunday morning and you've got to be someone in front of people and give that to me. And he just took that from me. It was so good. The fear of man. I didn't know that I had to do that, but Holy Spirit led me. And I cried some ugly tears. I was like, <laughs> you know, when the Holy Spirit touches our hearts and it, it's so cleansing and healing. I just wept as, as he restored the deficit, as he healed the disconnect, as he reassured me. Because I'm just like you. <laughs> I'm just a child serving an incredible God. And I want to invite anyone today who feels that disconnect with the Father's heart to respond to a love that isn't just words on paper, but is, is it an invitation and an encounter of generosity towards you. Because we can only give what we've got. And that's why he says, when you give, don't do it reluctantly or under compulsion. Do it cheerfully. And he wants to bring the joy of his generosity over this church in a whole nother level, people. <laughs> Let's all stand. And I just want to ask those who have just given the opportunity to be a part of the ministry team today, if you're a life group leader, or you're welcome to come up now and just, um, just come and stand at the front. Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is happening by following us on social media 